When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today, I'm going to be answering all of your questions, or at least most of them, the ones that I can get to today about my pregnancy or pregnancy in general. I posted to my Instagram stories saying you could ask me whatever you like about my pregnancy or about pregnancy, and I would be as open and honest as possible, and that's exactly what I plan on sitting here and chatting with you guys about today. I am not drinking a coffee. Actually, one of the questions that I got a lot was if I'm drinking coffee. So I wasn't drinking coffee in the first trimester because it actually became one of my aversions. It was one of those things that the smell of coffee even made me feel icky or sick, which felt so weird. I felt so not like myself first trimester at all. Coming into the second trimester, I'm feeling a lot better. I talked with my midwife because I still wasn't drinking coffee at first and it wasn't until my midwife appointment where I told her I had read an article that your baby can't break down caffeine and so I wasn't drinking coffee at all. And she was like, okay, don't do that. Don't listen to the fear mongering out there or the mom shaming out there. You're okay to have one cup if you want to. There's no pressure, but if you'd like to, you can have one cup or less than 200 milligrams, you're good to go. So I do have my one cup of coffee. If I'm feeling it, if I'm not, then I just won't. But after that, I've swapped all of my multiple cups that I used to have for these random juice concoctions I've been making. Today's is a new flavor of AHA, which is a soda water or raspberry acai. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I mixed that with some blueberry, apple, mint, cranberry juice and coconut water. And I think this might be my favorite one that I've made so far. It's really, really good. So if you're watching on YouTube, let me know down below, what are you drinking today or snacking on? What did you bring to our chat? And without further ado, I'm gonna open up your questions and start diving into the Q&A. There were a couple questions that I figured I wouldn't get to or wouldn't answer in a coffee talk that I answered right on my stories. And I made a highlight on my personal Instagram called baby bear of everything that I answered there. So feel free to check that out on Insta. These are gonna be the questions that I figured would make for a good conversation that I'll try and get to today. First question, did your routines change at all now that you're pregnant and do you miss coffee? So I kind of answered the coffee question a little bit there. I do miss having my multiple cups just because it was such a cozy comfort. But surprisingly, I actually do find that just having anything to sip on, it's kind of more of the habit than anything. Have my routines changed? Yes, but it's also the change of seasons. It's also just finding a better routine that's working with where my life is at right now. So it's a little bit because of pregnancy, a little bit not. On my vlog channel, I'm planning on doing updated routine videos where I'll share that with you, but mostly 
I don't, I'm doing this no routine routine thing. So it sounds super confusing because it's a routine based on not having a routine, which is a routine. I know my brain's breaking too. What I mean is I don't have a set routine every single day. Every morning I spend my first hour when I wake up with that first cup of coffee, if I'm feeling it, planning out my day, and then I go about however that day is supposed to be. So depending on what projects I have coming up or what I'm working on, then I'll also fit in other habits that I'm enjoying, like reading or exercise, anything of the sort, journaling, meditating, uh, stretching, yoga, and every day is totally different, but the only thing that is routine is every morning, that first hour, I go through all my brainstorms, I go through all my notes, I go through emails, I basically set up my day for an hour. I've really enjoyed that routine. Kind of like no routine because it's not the same every day, but it is a routine in the sense of that little morning part is the same. Whoa, there's a really pretty red bird outside my window right now. What will the camera give me time? Don't fly away, don't fly away. Look at that pretty red bird. Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. I believe those are red cardinals. Was it a red cardinal? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. What memories are you most looking forward to making with Baby Bear? So many memories, so many memories, but the thing that pops into my mind, like first and foremost, is holidays. So not to go too far into a backstory or to have a pity party or anything, that's not what I mean by this, but just to explain a little bit of context, holidays got really weird for me after my family split. I mean, I love holidays, I love festivities, I love being festive. And so once my parents split up, festivities got weird, holidays got weird, everything got split into two. It became more stressful than it was growing up as a kid. Also, as you age, as you get older, holidays change. It is fun being an adult with holidays and having your friends around and getting to plan and do your own things, but there is something so exciting to me about Easter, about Christmas, about Halloween and all of the holidays and thinking about having a baby around for that and getting to make new traditions and new memories and just bring this new sense of joy and family back around to that feeling. I still obviously have my family. I'm still going to see my family. It's just going to be having my own family to do that with is really exciting to me. I'm really looking forward to starting new traditions, both like traditions that are my own that I'll be able to pass down, but also Ryan, my partner's traditions as well, and just being able to start new things. Last year, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and even Christmas, because we found out just before Christmas that those were gonna be like our last holidays without having a baby, because our baby's gonna be here right before October. It's like, right, we'll have the baby by September. And so to think that October and December, I'm right around to next Easter that there's gonna be a little baby to like celebrate with is just really exciting for me. And then in terms of other memories, just in general, hanging out with family, getting to see my baby now grow up with their cousin, which is my sister's niece, or my niece, sorry, my sister's baby, pregnancy brain. My sister's baby, who's gonna be about a year and a half older, almost two years older actually, because her birthday's in October. And so, yeah, I'm excited for them to be able to interact and grow up together too. So lots of stuff to look forward to. So the next question is, do you already have names picked out? And I shared a few of the names on my story set that we actually aren't gonna use anymore, but they were originally on our list. I'm not gonna share our top names until we know what we're choosing. Somebody asked me why, and I, I'm like, is that weird? I feel like most people don't share names until the baby's there, right? 
uh, for one and for two, I don't know, it, this might sound weird. I've had this like weird complex ever since I was little of people copying me, <laughs> like not, not in a general sense or like in an honorable sense, but just if I feel like if I share my top names and then I find out someone takes my top name before I even have my baby, that would like, I would bother me a bit. I don't know why. Tell me I'm not alone in that. I can't be alone in that. I know that's a little bit of like a, that's coming from my ego a little bit for sure but I'm just being honest, that's why I'm not sharing the top names, just because, and also too, like we wanna make it a bit of a surprise. We were on our first date when Ryan asked what made me move here, and I was telling him about how my sister had just had a baby. He and I started talking about kids, and it was very lighthearted. It wasn't like, are we having kids, or do you want kids? But we were both just like, oh, I love kids so much, I can't wait to have kids one day. And I was like, oh, I already have my baby names picked out. And he was like, oh, me too. And I was like, let's hear them. And he told me two names, but one name in particular was the first name he said, and it's our number one name right now for a boy. For that reason, but also because I felt a connection to that name too, based on the symbolism and the meaning behind that name. We do have a top name for a boy that's like 95% sure. If we have a boy, that'll be a, their name. And then we have two or three girl names that we really, really like. And middle names are also dead set. We've already decided what they'll be as well. So yeah, we've pretty much named our child already. It's just gonna be finding out which one we go with. What's your favorite thing about being pregnant so far? I love you. Sending love back to you, thank you. My favorite thing about being pregnant so far, ooh, there's so many things I could say here, but I feel like the number one thing I'm noticing is I just have this general like giddiness about it and it's coming very natural to me. There's still things I'm worried about. There's still things I'm like, oh, am I gonna be able to figure that out in time? And there's still like a little bit of stress to it, of course, but there's just this general feeling of giddiness, of excitement that I have. I feel like I've arrived to somewhere that I've always known deep in my core, deep in my soul, was a part of me and I feel like I wasn't expecting to arrive so soon, but I'm still happy that I've made it here. And so, yeah, it's just this general happiness that I feel. I don't know if it's coming from baby or what, that red cardinal just flew back into the tree. And I don't know if it's like pregnancy hormones, if it's I'm sensing the vibe or the energy of the baby, if I'm just really happy to be pregnant, if it's all of the above, but I just have this general, happiness i get really giddy every time i remember i'm like oh my gosh i'm pregnant like first thing in the morning i'm like oh or just anytime i talk about the baby anytime i have an ultrasound coming up anytime i feel little kicks or movements it just it just fills me with so much joy and so yeah that's that's probably my favorite part is i'm just really i feel really giddy and i'm like a not a bubbly person, I would say in general. I feel like I come across a little bubbly in videos and stuff because I'm obviously putting on a upbeat energy and I wouldn't, like I'm, I'm entertaining, you know? But I'm normally like pretty chill <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis. It's made me more bubbly. It's made me more giddy in my day-to-day, -day, which I'm enjoying because it's a light, bright energy and I'm just gonna enjoy it while I have it. This is an interesting question because we didn't, Okay, I'm just gonna, I'll read it out. <laughs> when did you decide you were ready to take that step in your relationship? And baby decided for us in a sense, but also of course we decided as well. So we were both surprised to find out we were pregnant. I know I've read a couple comments of people being like, how are you surprised? Like if you're doing the nasty, 
then there's a chance. But we were surprised because we were taking precautions. So when we found out we were pregnant, it was definitely a whoa moment and uh, things got real, really fast moment. At the same time, we've talked about this. We've talked about getting married. We've talked about starting a family. We thought we were about two or three years out from that, maybe a year before we got engaged or something. But it wasn't until we had the conversation where I was like, are we ready for this? This is intense. And this is pretty much the night after we found out and we were at my house. And I, I said that and Ryan was like, no one's ever ready. You have a house, I have a house. We're already moving in together. We can get married anytime. There's no right way to do things anymore. I love you, you love me. Like, yeah, we're not ready, but also when, when will we be ready? We'll never be ready and it's here. So I'm down if you're down type of thing. It was what I needed to hear. I needed that reassurance and I was very grateful to hear it come from him. Not because I wasn't sure, but just, I was in such a state of shock at the beginning. I was all wrapped up in those first few days of this is gonna change everything. Like, am, am I gonna be the same person? I live my life a certain way. I'm very, very regimented in my ways and routined in my ways. And I was just thinking about all the things that could go wrong and all of the things that I thought, I don't know. I was just really wrapped up in that and trying to grasp what was really happening. And so I needed that anchoring moment for him to say that and when he said that it was like it clicked it was like yeah of course of course we can do this baby decided but also it was something that we had already pretty much talked about and it wasn't until he said it that i feel like we really really confirmed that we were taking that step obviously you can talk about these things and you can dream about these things in relationships it doesn't always mean it's going to happen but it wasn't until it happened for us and I heard him really affirm that to me and just comfort me in that sense that we were like, okay. And then we mutually agreed that we were ready to take that step even without being ready because no one's ever ready for a baby. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Ooh, you guys ask amazing questions, by the way. So this question says, will you raise your baby spiritual? And yes and no. <laughs> what I mean by that is I'm going to do the best that I can to guide my child, but I 
will always be open to anything that calls specifically to my child, even if it's not something that calls to me. So I'm more spiritual, yeah, but, and I would say Ryan is more spiritual too, but even the ways that Ryan and I are spiritual are very, very different. The best way to describe it is he's very yang spiritual and I'm very yin spiritual. So he is really in touch with his spirit when he's in nature, when he's surrounded by loved ones, when he's socializing, when he's creating things with his hands, when he's in the moment, when he's really drawn into the flow, which he gets that way with building things, with being in nature, with like hiking and all of that. Whereas I'm a lot more spiritual in the sense of like, I like to journal, I like to meditate, I like to do yoga. I really like to read about different types of philosophies, different types of belief systems. But at the same time, at our core root, we have similar values. So will I raise my baby spiritual? Likely, I will guide them with what guides me, but I will always encourage them to seek their truth and to seek what guides them, even if it's a different religion or a different spiritual practice or a different belief system or no belief system. That's kind of the way I'm gonna go about parenting with a lot of things, including another question I've got asked quite a bit, so I'll just answer it in this because it's very similar mindsets how I'm taking it, is will I raise my child vegan or plant-based? Like I eat vegan or plant-based, I will, again, when I'm cooking meals, <laughs> baby's gonna eat what I'm eating, baby's gonna eat plant-based, but if baby goes off to hang out with its grandparents or is at a friend's house and they wanna choose to eat something different or explore different foods, I will never ever say no, nor will I ever condemn them for that. And if they choose or decide, just like how I chose and decided that I wanted to be vegetarian and then vegan and my parents let me, I'm gonna give that same freedom to my child, but I'm gonna educate them. I'm gonna tell them like where food comes from, the different ways that we forage food in such a high consumerism rate, and then also down to foraging food to gardening in our backyard. And I'm going to give them the tools and give them the information they need for them to make the best decision for themselves. Basically, I want my child to be who they are, and I don't want my child to be a replica of who I am even though I know that there's gonna be parts of me that will rub off on my kid. And so I will cook my child plant-based food, just like I'm gonna cook Ryan plant-based food, but when Ryan is out with his friends or doing other things, he eats whatever he wants. And so I'm good with that, that I'm comfortable with. And also too, I don't know, I feel like there's only gonna be like a few people I need to affirm this to, so please, if this comes off harsh, I don't, I'm not a harsh person. I feel like if you've been watching me for a while, you'll probably know that, but I do need to be very, very, adamant on one thing, especially as I'm sharing a lot of this stuff so openly, especially as I've heard that there is a lot of mom shaming out there, that there is a lot of people that will throw in their two cents and I've already gotten a lot of two cents sent my way. I have a boundary of I am gonna do what I'm gonna do and even if you don't agree with me, I respect your right to not agree with me, but I'm not taking opinions on how to raise my child from anybody that isn't directly involved with my child. That sounds harsh, I don't mean for it to sound harsh, and it's not even for the vast majority of people that would listen or watch this, but there's just like a handful of people that will be like, you should do this, you should do that, like, you should raise your child plant-based, and then other people are gonna scream like, you shouldn't raise your child plant-based, they need meat. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, okay? And uh, it'll be right for my child because it'll be based on what I'm sensing my child needs, and I'm always gonna be open. So please don't come at me, okay? Because I feel like I've made it pretty clear that I'm pretty freaking open, even if my kid decides to do things that contradict what I choose to believe and value for myself. So the littlest bit that I've talked about my birthing plan, I've had 
paragraphs come in telling me that I shouldn't do what I'm planning on doing, what I know is right for me and my body and my baby. And I'm just not having that. I'm not having that. And it's not even like, I just don't even have time for it. I'm not gonna give it energy because even if again, it's coming from a concerned place of wanting to care for me or care for my baby, I'm choosing what's right with me, my doctor, my midwife, and my, my doctor is gonna be my baby's doctor. So my baby's doctor as well. And anything else I really appreciate, but yeah, there's a boundary and I've made it. And I made it right at the beginning so that I could share without absorbing too much. And that's about as blunt as I'll probably ever get on this channel. I'm not good at being super upfront like that because <laughs> I never want to like deter anybody like you. Everybody's welcome here. And I know that a lot of people will share their two cents or share their opinion or, sh or in a sense, they might not realize how it comes across, but like tell me what to do from a good place, from a place of like caring or trying to be helpful. And I really do appreciate it, but I just for my own sense of clarity, my own sense of knowing what's right for myself, my own sense of just sanity, I've had to right from the get-go make that boundary of, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna consult only people like midwife, doctor, and my, I just almost said husband, boyfriend, baby daddy, and uh, we'll decide what's right. And I'll take, I'll t I, I'm still open to hearing things. I still read everything, but yeah, I just don't, there's just a boundary there, especially with my child. I hope that didn't sound too harsh though. Next question says, do you have any fears about the pain of labor and delivery or has that gone away? Uh, I don't think it goes away. I think it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. I'm gonna handle it when I handle it. I've started doing and I plan on doing a lot more visualization meditations for it, breath work for it. I'm gonna train for it in a sense. Actually, it was Carissa Pukas, if anybody watches or listens to Carissa. Uh, something she said I found really interesting and I, it stuck with me is like, you don't run a marathon without training for a marathon. So for me, it's like, I'm not gonna go into labor without training myself for labor but I'm not gonna train myself out of fear or stress or worry. I wanna train myself for it out of empowerment. I mean, the female body is incredible and the fact that I'm literally hosting a soul to earth is insane, that I'm gonna be the gateway for this child to come to earth and I really wanna feel empowered by that. So I am gonna do a couple birthing classes with my boyfriend. Am I worried about the pain? Surprisingly, not as much as I thought I would be. I mean, every week I see the fruit get bigger where it tells me like, oh, you're this many weeks now and your baby is now this big. I'm always like doing the math in my head of, okay, so now I gotta shove that thing out, okay. And I'm pretty sure the very last week is a watermelon. So like, mm, yep, when I think about it that way, I'm like, I'm gonna shove a watermelon out of me, okay. But realistically, any lady that wants to, we've been doing it for centuries. And any lady that doesn't also, all the freaking power to you. But just know that if you do choose to have children and it is something you're thinking about or worried about, you were made for this. And there is an empowerment that comes from owning that. And I know I'm saying this as someone that's never done it yet. Maybe I'll tell you this, I will tell you the story of how it goes afterwards, but empower yourself to know that you were made for this. You've got this, you're much stronger than you think and equip yourself and train yourself in a way that makes you feel empowered to take that journey on. More than anything, I'll be likely thinking about just wanting my child to be healthy and get here. And so that'll likely be a good tunnel vision for me to stay focused on. So the next question is, are you having a boy or a girl? And we don't know yet, but we will know not 
this Wednesday, next Wednesday, but I also don't know which day this video is going live, but we're gonna know the second week of April. And we're really excited to find out. I've been so antsy, which again, it's not even that big of a deal either way. I think it's just more so, the intuition definitely leans one way, but as soon as I let myself believe it, then all of a sudden I'll be like, no, I think it's the other one. And then as soon as I lean the other way, all of a sudden it's like my intuition's, no, no, it's definitely this. And then I keep going back and forth. So I really have no idea. I really don't. And a lot of my symptoms have been kind of right in the middle of all those midwives tales. So I'm really excited to find out. Do you have sex when pregnant? So this is definitely a TMI question, but I will answer it because again, there's a lot of fear mongering out there and I feel like there's also a lot of curiosity out there where people wonder if that's normal, is that a thing? So as long as your midwife and your doctor clear you and say it's okay, you can definitely still have sex throughout your pregnancy. I will tell you that first trimester, let me take that back. I'm not gonna tell you anything. I will explain my experience that first trimester I, could think of a million other things, actually not, I could think of one other thing I would rather do more than anything and that was basically just lay in misery because <laughs> I felt so gross and sick and bloated and just ugh. But second trimester, my energy's coming back, uh, my libido is definitely coming back. There's a lot of hormones going on in there, you know? So, and also there's this deep primal feeling, sorry if this is TMI, but YOLO, girl talk. There's this deep primal feeling of, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just like anything my boyfriend does right now, I'm just over in the corner drooling. I mean, we're doing house renovations right now and he's just like building shit and I'm just watching him like, <laughs> like literally pretty sure it goes both ways too. Like for men, I would assume, I'm not gonna speak on any man's behalf, but, because we don't like it when men speak on our behalf. But there is, from what I've heard, a deep primal feeling on the other side as well, where when a woman's carrying a man's child, there's also that deep primal connection and feeling. And so, uh, yeah, as long as you're good to go, you're good to go, <laughs> you know? And as long as you feel comfortable and you want to, it's just like any other time. If you're comfortable and you want to, and if you're not, then don't, you're good. You're good either way. So a bit of a, heads up for this question that it does ask about eating disorder tendencies. So if you'd like to skip it over, jump on up to the 28 minute mark. And otherwise, if you'd like to listen, then just keep on listening. <laughs> Editing me here, sorry for the audio change. How has being pregnant impacted you with having previous eating disorder tendencies? I haven't felt triggered which I was leaving myself room to feel however I was gonna feel. When I did my mental health update and I talked about how I have been in therapy, I really put in the work, one of the things that I've really healed is my connection to my body and also my connection to food. I was already feeling healed before finding out I was pregnant. Now, of course, finding out you're pregnant definitely puts a spin on things because it's such a vast physical change of the body. But I feel grateful, like so grateful to my body. I mean, I lost my period for like a year. So I always wondered if I'd never been checked or anything, but I always wondered like, will everything be okay? Did I do any damage to myself? Anything like that. And so if anything, I just feel super embodied 
my body has already changed. My boobs are up two, if not more, breast sizes or cup sizes. <laughs> I'm like still not wearing the proper bras. I probably should be, if I'm honest with you, but it's just because I wanna be comfortable, goddammit. My belly has changed, my legs have changed. I'm like itchy all over, which is from my skin stretching. I can sense, like I have double the blood volume in my body right now, so I definitely feel fluffier, but I honestly don't mind. Like I just feel so grateful that my body is doing exactly what it should. When I eat, I eat when I'm hungry. I just eat when I'm hungry and I'm definitely hungrier, but I eat because I know it's fueling my baby. I'm curious to know how I'll feel after once I give birth and I'm on the other side with my postpartum body, but if anything, I just, really want to embrace being as compassionate with myself as I can. I already think that there's so much pressure out there for women, especially women who choose to become moms, to not only love your pregnancy, because there's many people that don't love being pregnant, but then to get back into shape, but also love your body, but also be an amazing mom, but also go back to work. And there's all, that's a lot, okay? That's a lot pressing down already. So I've really done the best that I can to just block out all the outside noise and pressures that make you feel like there's any right way to feel or wrong way to feel. Have there been times where I've felt uncomfortable in my body? Yeah, especially when I've gotten super, super bloated, but it's not the same kind of discomfort that I used to feel and it doesn't trigger me in any kind of way. And that's the winning deal for me that I don't feel triggered. I don't feel worried. If anything, I feel very trusting of my body. I feel very compassionate towards my body and very, grateful for my body that it's doing what it what it's intended to you know it just knows and intuitively is doing exactly what it should and i'm just trying to basically give it all of the tools and all of the nourishment that i can and i really hope i can keep that going throughout my whole pregnancy i really hope i can keep that embodiment and that ability to just be with my body and grow with my body and and also heal with my body afterwards and take the journey one step at a time and embrace it every step of the way. So it hasn't triggered me at all, which is really cool, really good, because I honestly, I always thought like, okay, I really feel healed, but I think it's not until you get tested or challenged again that you really get to know how healed you really have become or how much you've really healed a wound. And this is really showing me all of the work that I've put into my body image and all of the work that I've put in to my connection and my relationship to food because it's just not being triggered. I think that's a really important thing to talk about because there is a lot of even unspoken judgment on women and their bodies and how their bodies change through pregnancy. And I just, I, if you want me to keep talking about it, feel free to keep asking me about it. I'm happy to keep talking about it. I'm not saying that it's sunshine and rainbows or that I've just felt amazing this whole time. Like I've definitely been like, woof, I'm not feeling so great today. I'm not feeling so uh, fit, if you will, but it's all right. And it's totally fine to ride that wave and just be on that journey. So this is a great question. What is something you didn't know about being pregnant? And one thing I will say is I had no idea how off kilter the first trimester can be. I think from just movies and assumptions, I just assumed you find out you're pregnant and that first trimester, you're just able to hide it and go about life as usual. And I've never felt so kicked off or just like swept out from my feet because I was so tired and I was nauseous when I wasn't tired and I just had no energy to do anything. And that, it really messed with my mindset a little bit like I had expectations of the first trimester that I was very very surprised to find out were nothing close to the reality of what it was so it's the fact that I think that not a lot of people really warn you how hard the first trimester can be 
and some people don't have that at all. Some people have really easy, smooth first trimesters, but a lot of people do actually deal with day-to-day -day symptoms nonstop. And it was the first, like I have so much respect for people that deal with chronic illness because that was a day-to-day -day thing I couldn't escape. I felt the same every freaking day. And it gave me such a humbling outlook on what it's like to, well, one, just feel your body go through it, but then two, again, anybody with chronic illness that feels something day to day, that it's like, I have so much respect for you and so much power to you because holy crap, I didn't realize how easy it was for me to just live and exist inside my body until I had day-to-day -day symptoms that I could not escape no matter what I did. And that was on a small scale. Like there are people that get really ill throughout all of pregnancy or throughout the first trimester. And so, yeah, I was like somewhere in the in-between and holy crap, did it ever humble me and open my eyes to just people that struggle with symptoms on a day-to-day -day basis. Like my heart goes to you, my respect goes to you, just power to you. Okay, two more questions because they're side by side and they're both great questions. So those will be the last two that I'll do. The first one says, have you had any dreams about baby or intuition predictions come true? I've had tons of dreams, tons of dreams about baby. In most of them, baby is a boy and I, there's only been one where it was a girl and it was right before I even knew I was pregnant where I had a dream that I gave birth to a little girl in a bathtub. Ever since then though, every dream I've had has been about a boy. And even before I ever got pregnant, dreams I've had in past years that I've logged, I've met children that are my children in dreams and the vast majority of those dreams have been about a boy. So I'm curious to know if my dreams will be right or not. And have I had any other predictions come true? Something really weird actually happened yesterday. I was planning out my month of April and I was filling in a vlog for April 6th and what I was gonna film that day. And I was like, watch this be the day I go for my anatomy ultrasound. And five minutes later, the hospital called me and they were like, we're just calling to book you in. Do you have open availability for April 6th? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I do. But I feel like I knew you were about to ask that. Like, it was so weird. It was just this feeling I had of, I have a pretty good feeling that on this Wednesday, I'm gonna be doing this. I also had a lot of intuitive feelings that I was pregnant before finding out I was pregnant, but because it just seemed so preposterous to me, was that the word, preposterous? I was ignoring all of my intuitive cues that I was pregnant and just kept on like brushing it off, thinking like, oh, I must just have a big project coming or something, you know? Like I have something creative coming down the pipes. But nope, my sacral chakra was definitely like, it's a baby. And I just kept on ignoring it until I saw the actual physical confirmation that I was pregnant. And so, yeah, there's been lots of, lots of little dreams and intuitive notions like that for sure. And then the last question I'll leave it with, and again, I can answer more of these in another podcast episode a couple weeks from now, or I can do some of these in a vlog. Let me know what you would prefer in the comments. But this question says, are you nervous about leaving the old you to grow into mom you? Yes and no. So let me explain as best as I can and as quickly as I can. Nervous only because, and I'm, it's weird because even as I go to say this, my brain, my intuition, my gut is telling me, don't even say that because you know it's not true. But there is a little part of my trauma, even though it's healed, that has a little bit of anxiety about becoming a mom just because of 
the role that played, the, the, the role that was played by that in my life growing up. You get what I'm saying? I didn't have the healthiest example of that role growing up. So it's gonna be like writing it for the first time while also trying to figure it out for the first time with also not really having that guidance. Does that make me nervous? Yeah, a little bit. Am I nervous about leaving behind the old me for the new mom me? No, because I think those are still gonna be the same thing. Each day we leave behind who we were yesterday for who we are today. Is there gonna be a big change going on that who I was in the previous yesterdays to who I will be soon, or even who I am right now as a pregnant person? Yeah, that's a pretty big change, but I still feel like I'm me. I still feel like Kaylin. <laughs> weird to say my name out loud. I still feel like my usual self. I just feel like I'm blooming more. And the parts of who I was before, the parts of the old me, are just foundational to what is gonna be me and is still me. And so they're still in me, they're still part of me, they've made me who I am, they're gonna continue to make me who I am and help me bloom or nourish the blooming into who I will further become, even long past having a baby, even going into my later years of life, even growing old. And so, am I nervous about that? No, am I nervous about though, stepping into the role of motherhood? Surprisingly, no, but there is that little bit of a thought in the back of my head that is very aware of that missing role or missing piece in my own life and just is curious to see how I'll navigate it. Because it's one thing again to think it, it's one thing again to dream about it, to write about it, to plan for it, but then it's a whole other thing entirely to fully have it come into fruition, have it come into reality and live it day by day. And I do trust myself and I do really feel that I've, I'm not the person who raised me and I'm not gonna repeat similar habits or behaviors or mistakes, again, especially because I've done so much healing work, so much therapy, so much trauma work, but at the same time, it's still a part of my story, it's still a part of who I am, and so there is going to be a little bit of that in my core, in my initial experiences of, of life, of my initial experiences as a child, and so I'm gonna be very aware of that and be sure not to repeat any habits or mistakes or just damages, you know, things that can be damaging to my child. So a little bit nervous, mostly not. And who I was before is still gonna be who I am today and who I'll be in the future, but they're, even though they're all a little different, they're still all the same thing, they're still all me. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. So thank you guys for all of your great questions. As I mentioned, there's so many I didn't get to, but I will definitely plan to do more of these questions soon, either in a coffee talk or a vlog. I hope I got to the vast majority of some questions you may have already been having, but if I haven't, again, check out that highlight on my Instagram, or you can ask me some questions in the comment section too. I will be keeping an eye out for that. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Love you all the way to the moon and back, and I'll talk to all of you in our next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye.